Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. You've made the best decision you could possibly make by tuning your ear to the Word of God. I would love to invite you to stay updated with us on Facebook and YouTube. You can find us at Revival House Church. Father, bless this person and let the seed of the Word multiply 30, 60, and 100 times over in Jesus' name. Well, y'all, welcome to day 10 of prayer and fasting. Who's been receiving from the Lord during this 21 days of prayer and fasting? Amen. You know, I was thinking about this, but as of today, I believe, you know, everybody's like tomorrow, tomorrow's day number 11 that we're halfway through. But really, it's not 22 days of prayer and fasting, it's 21 days. So today, about lunchtime, we cross the halfway marker. Amen. We're in the second quarter now. Hallelujah. We're in the second quarter. And I've already begun to see God answer so many things and speak to me clearly. And and I hope that not only breakthrough and turnaround, but one of the most amazing things that you should set your faith for is to hear the voice of the Lord clearly. During this 21 days, I was listening to evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth and he said, Dr. Rodney called him, Dr. Rodney Howard Brown and asked, what are you believing for during this 21 days? And he said something interesting. He said, you know, I usually don't necessarily just go after things, which it's, you should, it's good to do that. This is what he does. He says, I don't just necessarily go after things. He said, I take time of prayer and fasting and I receive my instructions from the Lord for the entire year. And then I just spend the rest of the year carrying out the instructions that the Lord gave me during the time of prayer and fasting. Hallelujah. And so I've been engaging in that and the Lord's been giving me some very, very specific instructions. He gave me some instructions today that, that hurt, that were great, but, uh, The Lord had us sow a seed personally today, and I'm going to tell you, I felt it. (laughs) You know, it's it's ridiculous. Obviously, I'm not uh, comparing it, but Jesus, it says in the Garden of Gethsemane that he was sweating blood, and I'm not comparing what I went through, but I'm telling you, I mean, I felt it. You know, the the Bible, I've heard many great men of God say that if, if your offering doesn't move you, it doesn't move God. If it doesn't matter to you, then it doesn't matter to God. Amen. You know, and, and basically, like, if it's not significant to you, then you can be sure that it's not significant to God. And that there should be times where you, where you do so. And, and the Holy Ghost will lead you to sow something that's just like, you feel it, right? It's weighty. And anyways, the Lord's been giving me some instructions. It's been amazing. And, and I know the Lord's going to do the same thing for you during this time. Amen. Say breakthroughs. Say turnarounds. I believe, I'm not going to lie to you, you would think for spending hours and hours in prayer and in the word and like we've been doing during this time that I would just have some message just ready to rock and roll, but it's, it's been really strange. I think, I think the Lord has really personally been trying to teach me how to just totally rely on the Holy Ghost. But I do have something that I want to talk to you about tonight. Praise the Lord. I believe, I think the Lord gave it to me in the, in the 11th hour. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I told you Sunday 
and I believe I'll get into this. We'll just, we'll just follow the Holy Ghost. But I told you Sunday, it came out of my spirit. Sunday during the prayer time, the Lord said, anything that you would identify as a problem in your life, I want you to target that during this time of 21 days of prayer and fasting. And if you use your faith and really press in, everything that you would say is a problem in your life will be completely dissolved in Jesus' name. Thank you, Brother James. Does anybody else believe that? Everything that you would consider a problem in your life. I've already been having testimonies of like people believing for spouses and, and spouses' hearts starting to change and move. And I mean, it's just amazing. Anything that you would identify as a problem, if you'll use your faith, it will be dissolved. Not this year, not next year, not months away. It will be dissolved by the end of 21 days of prayer and fasting. If you're listening to me say that and you're like, eh, I don't know about that, then it's not for you, my friend. <laughs> You can go ahead and go ahead and mark it down. I will not be receiving what he's saying. It, it won't happen to me. Amen. So you believe that. Say breakthroughs. Say turnarounds. Say supernatural. Provision. Say supernatural. Promotion. Say supernatural. Favor. In the name of Jesus. I've been hearing testimonies of people getting promoted, people getting bonuses that were above what they were supposed to be. I, I haven't even heard Brother Tim. I'm going to ask him after the service, but he messaged me and said he had a testimony to tell from his work. Praise God. And guys, the amazing thing is it's not too late to jump on the ship. We're, we still have a second quarter to play. Amen. You know, it's like it's God's already doing so much, and I cannot wait. I mean, look at this. This isn't any, look around. I'm telling you right now, look around. I say it in faith in the name of Jesus. This is the smallest this will be this year in Jesus' name. But on a Wednesday night, you're here because you're hungry. Amen. The Lord brought you here, and if you're hungry, you're going to be filled tonight. But I want to talk to you because we've been engaging in prayer and fasting. If you have not been praying and you have not been fasting, you're not too late. You need to jump on and you need to get in this. This is a time of spiritual emphasis. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah, this is the Lord. This is the fast which I have chosen, declares the Lord. This time, the Lord has chosen this time. The entire body of Christ, right? I should say anybody that's really connected with the global body of Christ is spending this time in prayer and in fasting. Fasting for our generation. Fasting for revival. Fasting for a move of God. Amen. And so if you haven't jumped on it, it's not too late. Say, it's not too late. I can still get in on prayer and fasting. I can still, I'm telling you, there'll still be a reward. Jesus told a parable that, that a, a man went and hired some in the morning, hired some in the afternoon, something late in the afternoon, some super late in the afternoon. And at the end of the day, they all got the same wage. Praise the Lord. So I believe if you'll jump on the train now and say, I'm going to engage, I'm going to press in. And here's the thing about what we're doing. There's a law in the Bible called first fruits. You give the first thing to God, and then he said, follow this pattern, and your harvest will increase. What we do in January, what we're doing with this prayer and fasting is we're literally giving. It's a lot. We went through the first week of revival meetings every night, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We've been doing prayer and soul winning every day. Some of you guys have been showing up to prayer every day. Broadcasting in the mornings, you're like, oh my gosh, John, this is a lot. It's supposed to be a lot. Amen. 
It's supposed to be a time of consecration. And I'm telling you, if you'll give the Lord this first part of the year, give the Lord the whole year. But I'm telling you, press in with everything that's in you during this first part of the year, and it will set you up for the rest of the year in Jesus' name. You, you fast now, and you'll be feasting the rest of the year in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You believe that? Say, that's me. So, it's not only fasting tonight. I want to I deal with this. If you've been watching the broadcast, I'm not just going to regurgitate the same message, but there's many that don't. And, I, and this is super critical for you to grab a hold of because it's not just fasting. It's fasting and prayer. Amen. So, it's not just prayer. Say, it's not just prayer. I don't understand the Christians that are doing 21 days of prayer. That doesn't make sense to me. Do you know why? Because the Bible says that a Christian should pray every day, not just for 21 days. Are you with me? We have historical documentation. The early church prayed every day. Acts chapter 2, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. And they met together in the temple each day. Say each day. So each day, these Christians were fellowshipping, partaking of the word, and praying. So prayer is for every day. Amen. What do you, it's like after the 21 days of prayer, without fasting, right, we're just going to do the 21 days of prayer. It's like, what do you do? Day number 22. Whew, we don't have to pray anymore. Thank God. We did all of our praying for 2023. The Bible says we should be praying every day. In fact, historically, the early church Christian prayed for one hour every single day. Isn't that interesting? Jesus said in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was praying, and, and he ended up walking over his disciples, and he found them asleep, and he said, can't you even pray one hour? Do you know that the early church took that as a challenge? And they said, if we're going to be disciples of Christ, we need to get where we can. We should at least be able to pray one hour. And so the early church, not the pastors and ministers, the early church Christian gave themselves over to one hour of prayer every single day. Hallelujah. That's powerful. And so it's not just prayer. It's prayer and fasting. Say fasting. And then it's not just fasting, it has to be coupled with prayer. Because how many of you know, you've heard me say this several times, but if fasting, if just starving yourself was the key, then every POW in World War II would have had revival, right? But that's not the case. So it's prayer coupled with fasting. And I'll be honest with you, there's actually a third element coupled with giving. Say giving. Prayer, fasting, and giving coupled together as an offering to the Lord, and, and it produces breakthrough. So tonight, I want to talk to you about prayer. Because I want you to engage these next couple of weeks, and I want you to use these principles. I want you to begin to use your faith to possess the promises of God in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to be loosing your faith and praying expectantly. Say expectantly. You know, a lot of Christians, they don't have any idea about prayer. They don't know anything about prayer. You know this. Why? Because most Christians have no expectancy that their prayers will ever be answered. Right? When something goes wrong, what is the thing that you hear from your Christian friend? Well, I'll be keeping you in prayer, brother. How many of those people do you think actually are keeping people in prayer? Maybe some of them, 
But how many of those people do you think just say that and then don't think another thought about it after that? I'll be keeping you in prayer. Thanks. I pray that you, you know, I'm so thankful that you're praying for me. And it's like, what do you want prayer for? Ultimately, you know, because I've seen this even when people reach out and they're like, hey, please pray for me. And you start pushing faith. Okay, I'm going to pray and then we're going to expect a result. No, that's not what I mean. I meant just, you know, good vibes. Send good vibes my way. Okay, then why don't you just say send good vibes my way and don't say keep me in prayer or pray for me. Because if we pray for you, we're going to pray for you with Bible expectation. A lot of people don't know anything about prayer at all. They, you know, they're, they're, it, and that's because they, they've never seen, here's the problem, most Christians have just seen people pray dead prayers that don't produce anything. Amen. And so I want to lay a foundation. It's not just fasting, it's not just prayer, it's fasting and prayer coupled together. I want to lay a foundation for prayer tonight. So let's begin with this. Write this down if you're taking notes. Number one, you have a biblical guarantee that God will answer your prayers. You have a biblical guarantee that God will answer your prayers. Let's read a few scriptures here. Look at John 14, 12 through 14. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me, say anyone. Who does anyone mean? That means me. That means you. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works that I have done. And even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. Look what he said. You can ask me for anything in my name and what? I will do it. Put these verses up. John 14, 12 through 14. You can ask me for anything in my name. And he said, what? I might do it. Is that what he said? I will do it. So in context here, I'm going to go to be with the Father, and when I do, you can ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Say, he will do it. He didn't say, I might do it. He didn't say, maybe I'll do it. He said, definitely, I will do it. And he goes on to say, so that you can bring glory to the Father. Yes, again, ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Say, he will do it. So that's John 14. Look what Jesus says in John chapter 15. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you, can, you cannot do anything. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me, say if. Here's the big if. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, you can ask me for anything that you want and it will be granted. Say it will be granted. Did he say it might be granted? How close are we to getting these verses up? I want you to see this. John 15, 5 through 8. I'm just going to wait till we can get it on the screen here. It will be. Say it will be. Keep going. Next verse. Next verse. There you go. No, back. Back one. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, you can ask for anything you want and it, look at that last line, it will be granted. So he said in John 14, ask using my name, I will do it. 
John 15, you can ask me for anything you want. It will be granted. John chapter 16, 23 through 24, at that time, you won't need to ask me anything. I tell you the truth. You'll ask the Father directly. Say, at that time. So what is he talking about? So in John 14 and John 15, he's literally telling his disciples, you can come to me and ask me anything. And if you ask me or you go to the Father asking my name, it'll be given to you. But at that time, the time that Jesus is taken away. So that's this time, right? Say yes. He said, at that time, you won't need to ask me for anything after he's taken into heaven. He said, I tell you the truth, you will ask the Father directly, and he will grant your request. He what? He might? He will grant your request because you use my name. You haven't done this before, but ask using my name, and you will receive, and you will have abundant joy. You will receive. Say, I will receive. Look at Matthew 7, 7 through 11. Keep on asking. And you will receive. That's Matthew 7, 7 through 11. Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Say, I will find. Keep on knocking and the door, does it say might be open to you? No, the door will be open for you. For anyone who asks, receives. Say receives. What is God's clear word in regards to prayer it is does it so far does it seem like God's painting this picture where we just say these vague little prayers and and well hopefully hopefully he does it is that the picture that it's painting here no you ask and you will receive specifically what you ask for every time without exceptions I want you to say every time say all the time my prayers are to be answered every single time all the time For anyone who seeks, finds. To everyone who knocks, the door will be open. You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? So not only did he guarantee that he would do it, he's willing to do it. Amen. Say God is willing. I love this verse, Romans 8, 32. Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Won't he also give us everything else? I hope that this really, you know, a lot of people, they think that like God doesn't care about their finances. He doesn't care about their health and and. If God was not willing to spare even his own son, the Bible says, won't he give you everything else? Say yes. Yes, he will. So here's the point that I want you to see tonight. Number one, it is unbiblical for me to not receive answers to my prayers. Come on, say amen. Y'all awake in here? It is unbiblical for me to not receive answers to my prayers. We need to go ahead and just settle that. Because a lot of people, when it comes to this, you know what they're going to say is, well, Brother John, if that's true, how come one time I prayed for this and it didn't happen? Or how come uh, uh, we prayed over so-and-so and and they didn't get healed? Or how come this or how come that? And they begin to filter the word through their experience. 
But I'm telling you, if we just throw our experience out the window and say, forget that, forget what's happened to me, forget whatever's gone on in my life, forget whatever I've seen with my own eyes or whatever. If I just look at this from a biblical perspective, that I have a biblical guarantee that God will answer my prayers. Amen. So that means that you need to grab a hold of faith and you need to learn to master the art of praying. We all do. And, and have an expectancy that I'm not just sitting here talking to God and hopefully he'll do this and hopefully he'll do that. I have an expectancy. What I bring to the Lord, I shall receive. Not might, not maybe. I will receive in Jesus' name. I hope that you're You'll grab a hold of that and use this this next two weeks. What I set my faith to, I will receive in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So we have a biblical guarantee that God will answer our prayers. So let's, let's ask this. So number two, what are we able to ask for and what are we able to receive? A lot of people put God in a box, right? Number one, they don't believe that they're going to receive anything. They don't pray in faith. They don't understand faith, which is okay. A lot of people don't know. The Bible says for a lack of knowledge, people perish. That's why I feel such a burden to teach people faith because it's by faith we possess all that God has promised us. That's what the book of Hebrews says. By faith, they possessed all that God had promised them. And so people don't have any expectancy. What are we able to ask for? So we already read that God said, I'll answer your prayers. You ask me, you will receive. You ask me, I will do it for you. It will be granted, he said. So what are we able to actually ask for? Look at those texts again. John chapter 14. I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works that I have done and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name. I want you to say anything. People limit God. You know, they don't, they don't know. <laughs> they put their faith in a box. Did he say, you can ask me for anything? Uh, you know, people think, well... I'll pray that the Lord will make me humble. They think that there's about three things that God will answer in prayer. If the Lord will keep me humble, Lord, keep me humble, God will answer that prayer. But if I start dealing with any other issue in life, you know, I have, they don't even think about that kind of stuff. He said, ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Say anything. So what can we pray for? Say anything. Look at John chapter 15. I'll skip down. It says, but if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you can ask me for anything that you want and it will be granted. Wow, isn't that amazing? So he said, you can ask me for anything that you want. Is that the type of faith that you were taught to use, use growing up in church? That I could actually use faith. Again, people are like, well, 
you know, maybe I'll believe and, and, and I'm in a desperate situation. And that's what people use God for, right? They'll just wait until everything's falling apart and their life is in total shambles. And then they'll cry out to God and maybe God by his mercy and his grace will hear my cry and he'll help me. But Jesus said, here's a key. This is a key to life. You can ask me for anything. Not only that you need, he said, anything that you want. Say you want. Actually, go back up to John chapter 14. I want to I hit this a little bit harder. You can ask me for anything. Say anything. That word anything in the Greek, it literally means any object, anything at all. Hallelujah. Any object, anything at all. Well, can I really believe God for healing? Can I believe God for this? Can I believe God for my dogs? Can I believe God for my house? Can I believe God for my car? He said you can ask for anything. That word anything means any object. That means if it exists, you can ask God for it. And actually, there's another verse in the New Testament that a translation puts it that if it exists, I'll give it to you. And if it doesn't exist, I'll make it for you. Hallelujah. Anything, say anything, you can ask me for any object that you can think of, and I will do it. You can ask me for anything that you want in John chapter 15. In the King James, it says, you can ask me for what ye will, and I will, and it will be granted. So say my will. That word in the Greek means to desire, to wish, to love, to do a thing, to be fond of doing, to take delight in, to have pleasures. So not only did God promise, did you know that God promised to meet your needs according to the scripture? Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of heaven above all else and I'll give you everything that you need. So you should never lack anything that you need. Are y'all really getting this? Like for real? Okay. This is like, this is good stuff. Don't, don't treat this lightly. Grab a hold of this. Anything that you need. So you, sh- you, you have a biblical promise to never lack anything that you need. Just say amen. amen. So seek first the kingdom above all else, and I'll give you everything that you need. The Bible says in Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. Other translations, though, say I have all that I want. Or I shall not lack. Praise God. And so you need to understand this, that it's not God's will for us to be struggling financially. It's not God's will for our bills to be unpaid. It's not God's will for us to not be able to eat and have grocery money. It's not God's will for us to not be able to pay our electric bill. He said, I'll give you everything that you need, in fact, that pertains to life. That's what he said. Don't worry about what you eat or drink. Don't worry about the clothes that you wear. Don't, don't, look at the fields. Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow. They don't toil. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Aren't you more valuable to him than they are? And then he said, why do you have such little faith? Say my needs. But there's a whole nother level higher than God just meeting your needs where it says, the Lord's my shepherd. I shall not want. Hallelujah. The Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Praise God. You know, and I want to help grow because, again, you could take these things and say, well, I'm going to start using my faith for shoes, and I'm going to start using my faith for purses, and I'm going to start using my faith for for more money and all this stuff. And 
I mean, if, if you wanted to do that, could you look at the scripture and actually say, well, Jesus said these things, would my faith work for, for those things? Technically, yes. He said anything, any object, right? So could you use your faith for shoes? But I think it's different like an African person that like has never had a pair of shoes, that's believing God for a pair of shoes, than a woman that's got a closet full of 100 pairs of shoes that says, you know what, I'm just going to use my faith for another pair of shoes. I'll tell you this, that if you'll seek first the kingdom of heaven above all else and you'll begin to put God's heart, right, God's desires, use your faith to go after the things that God cares about, he'll give you all that other stuff for free. I've never used my faith for a pair of shoes before. But last month, I had three pairs of shoes given to me, brand new. And I've never used my faith for a pair of shoes. I've never used, I went on vacation last month. This is just insane to me. You know, I wasn't using my faith for money. I wasn't believing for some extra blessing. But it is interesting, when I was on vacation, I decided to take my wife and our kids to vacation and we were just going to have a a grand time. We were going to have a good time with the kids and, and just spend time together and and the Lord spoke to me, and he said, you know what? I'm going to give you a blessing when you get home. And when I got home, literally, I had someone walk up and hand me $500, and it's just crazy. I've never, I wasn't using my faith. I wasn't sitting there in the hotel, okay, I'm praying for this stuff. But Jesus said, if you seek first the kingdom of heaven above all else, everything else will be added unto you. You know, I told this story in prayer. I believe that it was Bishop David Oedepo. I hope I'm not getting the minister wrong, but when he was a young man, when he was a young man, him and a peer were sitting side by side, and they began to ask each other, what is your dream? And one man said, you know what? My dream is this luxury car. I want this luxury car that's limited edition, all these little perks, all these things. And he looked at this young minister who's one of the most mighty men of God of our generation and said, what is your dream? And he said, my dream is the nation of Africa. My my, My dream is my nation. My dream is my continent. My dream is to shake this generation with the gospel, right? So years and years later, time goes on. This man goes off in the ministry, starts doing all of these amazing things and impacting the world and and impacting his nation. And the Lord leads him to go visit that friend. And as he goes to that friend's house, he's driving because he found out that his friend had fallen on on hard times. His friend couldn't pay his bills and he, he was about to lose his house. So he drives up to the house to go visit his friend. And when he gets out of the car, it says... The Lord spoke to him and said, look what car you're driving. And he gets out of the car and he looks. He's driving in the car that his friend had said as a young man that that is my dream. And he's sitting there looking at this car and he says, Lord, I never even asked you for this car. I never used my faith for this car. But the Lord said, yes, but if you'll get a vision, if you'll seek first my kingdom, I mean really seek first my kingdom above every other thing, I'll give you the things that the world kills themselves for for free. I'll just add it unto you. It'll be added to you. Hallelujah. But the Bible says in John chapter 15, 
Ask me for anything that you want, and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. Look at John. You know, I'm going to read Finnis Dake's note there on John chapter 15. Is that okay with y'all? Let me read this to you. John chapter 15. So again, that scripture was... He said, but if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you can ask me for anything you want and it will be granted. Say it will be granted. Look at his note here. The promise is ask what ye will. Finnis Dake, the great theologian, said plainly teaching that answered prayer is up to the child of God as to what he wants. This is in perfect harmony with the promises of both testaments. I want you to get this statement right here. A true Christian can get what he wants as well as what he needs. A true Christian, write that down tonight if you're writing anything down. A true Christian, according to the Bible, can get what he wants as well as what he needs. Psalms 23, 1, Psalms 34, 9 through 10, Psalms 84, 11, Matthew 7, 7 through 11, Matthew 17, 20, Matthew 18, 18 through 20. The scripture list goes on and on and on. A true Christian can get what he wants as well as what he needs. A prayer saying, if it be thy will concerning anything God has already promised and therefore has already made it clear that his will That it is his will, proving that we ask in faith, not wavering, is really a prayer of unbelief. So a prayer saying, Lord, if it be your will, when God has already clearly given us his will and his word, is a prayer of unbelief. Are y'all still with me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to give you three things in just a moment here. So what are we able to receive? What are we able to ask for? Look at Mark 11, 22 through 24. Jesus said, have faith in God. For surely, as I say to you, whoever says to this mountain... Be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things which he says will be done. It says he will have whatever he says. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things which he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, what things you ask when you pray, Believe that you receive them, and you will have them. Okay, I want to break down a few words here. So in that text, you see whatever things. What things? That's two different Greek words. First, let's deal with the word whatever. Put that text back up, please. Whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you, there it is again. Did he say you might have them? You will have them have them. Say, I will have them. Say, I will have them. Say, I will have what I possess by faith. I will have what I say. You can say, and if you believe what you say and do not doubt, you can have what you say. 
I just want to help expand this in your mind. I want to take the, the religious box off of your mind if that's on your mind tonight. So whatever things, the word whatever is the word hosos in the Greek. Guess what that means? As great as, as far as, however much, however many. The word things is the word pas. It means each and every, any, all, the whole, everyone, all things, everything. You can have, he said, therefore I say, whatever things, you can have anything, say anything, any object. If you can believe it, if it exists, you can use your faith to obtain it. But he not only said you can have what, whatever object you set your faith for, he says you can have as great as, as far as, as much as, however much, however many. So let me put that in, in context here. Therefore, whatever you want, say whatever I want, and as much of it as I want, when I pray, believe that I receive it, and I will have it. One more time, whatever I want, and as much as I want, when I pray, believe that I receive it, and I will have it. So I want to lay those two foundations. Number one, you have a biblical guarantee that God will answer your prayers every time. Do you agree with that? Is that refutable in the scripture? Did Jesus ever pray and God said, well, it's not my will? No. Hallelujah. Say no. Let me break this down now into these three points here. So... If people, people will say, well, Pastor John, then how come we don't just boom, boom, we're not just receiving all of these things all the time? What's the hang-up with most people? I'm going to give you three things that you must do to qualify for answered prayers. There's three things that you must do to qualify for answered prayers. Say, I must qualify. In fact, you know why most people don't get their prayers answered? Because they don't qualify to have their prayers answered. God's, God's really not that hard to figure out. He makes things so clear. It's religion that complicates everything. You know, it's just like we just clearly read those texts, and Finnis Dake says the Bible clearly teaches that a Christian can possess everything that they need and everything that they even desire from the Lord. Does the Scripture clearly show that? It does. But religion starts, the devil comes in there just like he did to Eve. Does it really say that? And then starts trying to rethink and reinvent and reimagine everything where you got God in such a small box that, that you don't ever possess any of the Bible promises. So here's three things that you must do to qualify for answered prayer. Um, and I'll say this, that these three things will work for anyone and everyone. The building that you're sitting in right now is a manifestation of these three things. Amen. I have three children that are a manifestation of these three things. You know, this building, we, 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 we were given this, you know, this timeline, and we were able to purchase this building with no loan from a bank. The Lord supernaturally provided the funds. 
We've seen my wife, you, if you go to this church, you've heard the stories. We've literally seen my wife medically tested, documented, went to the doctor, told her she had all of these issues. You can't have children. If you try to have a child, it's gonna, you're going to miscarry and kill the child in the womb. We used these three principles from the word and went back and got medically documented, tested, and proven that everything that they said was wrong was reversed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We've used these three things. I remember we were believing God for a car. The Lord showed us these three things and supernaturally provided the funds for us to purchase a car with no loan from the bank. These things will work for anything. Say anything. These things will, these three keys will work for everything. Hallelujah. So what are the three things that you must do to qualify for answered prayer? Number one, y'all, I'm ready to kick it into gear. I don't know. Maybe, maybe y'all are tired tonight, but... I feel the anointing now, so here we go. Number one, you must ask in the name of Jesus. Ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. Remember what he said in John 14. He said, you can ask anything in my name. Say, in my name. John 15, ask using my name. Hallelujah. John chapter 16. Ask using my name, you will receive. So every single time that the Lord gave a guarantee to answer prayer, he said, ask using my name. I'm just going to encourage you. And I know this is a small thing, but if you're a Christian, stop praying prayers like, Lord, bless this food in your name. In whose name? The name of Jesus. Say the name of Jesus. I was reading in the book of Philippians that said, because he humbled himself under the point of death, God gave him the name that was above every other name in which every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. Everything in heaven and earth is subject to the name, the name of Jesus. That name carries power. That name carries power. And here's the thing, that you need to get your faith behind that that name carries power. When I use that name, it is impossible for what I say to not happen and not come to pass. You, get, you know, we, got that, we have to get that kind of faith. We don't understand the power of that name, that the whole universe is forced to comply to the name of Jesus. You can speak to an evil spirit and say, come out in Jesus' name. And it has to because everything must comply with the name of Jesus. And so this is what he's saying. I'm giving you my name. You need to have confidence. This name is the key of David. This is the key. He said, Peter, I give you the keys of the kingdom. What you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. What you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Say the keys. The Bible talks about in Isaiah 22, the key of David. Say the key of David. What was the key of David? The Bible says, talking of the Messiah, that the Lord would give him the key to the house of David. He would open any door. He could open any door. And he could shut any door. So think, isn't that the same thing that Jesus told Peter? I'll give you the keys of the kingdom, what you bind will be bound. What does that mean? What you shut, what you decree unlawful, what you say no, it will be no. What you say yes, whatever you open, it will be open. What was that key? Ask using my name and you will receive. Say the name of Jesus. Say the name of Jesus. Why do you think 
The devil tries so hard to even vilify that name and turn it into a curse word. You know, when someone gets upset, what do they say? Oh, Buddha. Buddha the Lord, is that what they say? Oh my gosh, oh my Muhammad, I can't believe this. That's not what people say. What do they say? JC. There's weight in that name. You know, you get asked to go pray in public places now, even like, oh, will you open up for a basketball game or football? A lot of places, probably not around here, but, and they'll say things like, you can pray, but don't, just, just use vague terms. You need to use the name of Jesus. Amen. You say God, God, God means a lot of things to a lot of people. To a Buddhist, God, <laughs> you know, means Buddha. To a Muslim, God means uh, Allah. He has a name. His name is Jesus. Say Jesus. That name carries weight. That's why even people, when you start talking and you're like, they, even when they're talking about what the Lord's done in like a new Christian, have you ever noticed that it's like they can't get that name out? They try to do everything they can to get around from saying the name of Jesus. They'll say, oh, I love God. Oh, I love the Lord. That's great. But you hardly hear them use the name of Jesus because it carries weight. It's the only name. It's the name given above every name. Amen. So I just want you to, to understand this very simply. He said, ask using my name. So you need to get a bulldog type of faith. You need to begin to pray this way over these next two weeks. I'm going to engage something. Just like he said, I can ask for anything, and I'm going to speak using the name of Jesus. So if it's my job that I'm praying over during this 21 days of breakthroughs and turnarounds, I'm going to begin to pray over my job specifically, in the, and I'm going to use the name of Jesus. And then guess what? I can have the assurance that what I pray will happen. Why? Because I did what he said to do. Look back at your situation. Did I pray? Did I release it? Did I use that name? If I did, that it's impossible for what I say to not happen, according to the scripture. Come on. All right, number two, you must, so number one, ask in the name of Jesus. Number two, you must ask according to his will. Say ask. This is the first Problem that a lot of Christians have. I'll break this into two parts. We must ask according to his will. So not only according to his will, but before you ask according to his will, you need to, in general, ask. Say ask. Look what James 4, 2 through 3 says. You want what you don't have, so you scheme and you kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it, so you fight and wage war to take it from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And then he says, and even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You only want what will give you pleasure. I'll deal with that in just a moment. But you don't have because you don't ask. That's a lot of people. Are y'all with me tonight? Why don't a lot of people get... They never ask. They never address these issues in prayer because they don't understand how prayer works. They don't know how to release their faith. They have not because you ask not. There's many people thinking, well, you know, I don't know if God would ever do this for me. But the reason that it's not done is because you've never let it come out of your mouth. It has to say it has to come out of my mouth. 
I have to release the word in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. A lot of people spend a lot of times just thinking, like wishful thinking. Wishful thinking will not get answers to prayer. I wish things would be different at my job. Is that what he said? Wish things were different at your job in my name and you will receive. Is that what he said? I wish that I could, I wish, I wish that I could have resolution in my life. I wish that my kids would do this. I wish, and we just wish and we have wishful, hopeful thinking, but we never do what he said. Ask using my name. Amen. Hallelujah. But he says, and even when you do ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You only want what will give you pleasure. You know, a lot of Christians will use that verse to justify why we don't get answers to our prayers or why we don't see our faith possessing the promises of God. Well, you know, and they'll say that too. They'll say, why can't we pray? Why can't we pray for prosperity, right? Why can't we pray for increase in our life? And they'll say things like, well, if it be your will. If, I don't know if it's God's will. If it's God's will, then I'll be blessed. If it's God's will, then I'll be healed. If it's God's will, then I'll obtain these things. I just want to tell you something about this. God settled his will when he settled his word. You know, the, the word of God is given unto all men. Say all men. The difference between the word of God and a personal word from the Holy Ghost is the, the you know, this is the thing, is that the Lord could speak to you. The Lord spoke to me and told me to move to Huntington, Texas. That's nowhere in the Bible, right? There's nowhere in the Bible that says John Wallace moved to Huntington, Texas. Nowhere. That's God's personal word to me. But God's written word is God's word to every man. That means that if it's in his word, it's his will for all men, for all people. Hallelujah. I don't know if this is, yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to settle this, but you have to settle the will of God according to the word of God. If it's in his word, go ahead and say this. Say, if it's in his word, it is his will. So he said, you, even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You only want what will give you pleasure. James 4, 2 through 3. If you look in James chapter 4 in your Bible, who's got a Bible? Who's got an NLT? Hold it up here. Anybody else up front? No? Tim, bring, me, bring it up here. Y'all give Tim, Tim a round of applause. Thank you, buddy. Turn to James chapter 4. He's got it right here. What is causing all this quarrel and fighting among you? Don't they come from the evil desires, verse 1, that's within you? You, don't, you want what you don't have, so you scheme and you kill to get it. You're jealous of what others have, but you can't get it, so you fight and wage war to take it from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. Even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You only want what will give you pleasure. Look what he goes on to say. You adulterers. 
Don't you realize that your friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? Say an enemy of God. Is he talking about Christians here? No. He's not calling Christians adulterers and enemies of God. You adulterers, don't you understand that your friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. Do you think the scriptures have no meaning? They say that God is passionate that the, uh, I'm sorry, they say that God is passionate that the spirit he has placed within us should hold us to be faithful in him. And he gives us grace generously as the scriptures say God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So look what he said. Humble yourself under the hand of God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come close to God, he'll come close to you. Wash your, your hands, you sinners, purify your hearts, say you sinners. So is he talking about Christians in this context? Say no. So whenever he said, you don't have what you don't, you don't have, well, even when you do ask, what did he say exactly? Because your motives are all wrong and you only ask what will give you pleasure. He's not talking about the believers. He's talking about a person that would listen to a message like I'm talking right now and say, I'm going to live backslidden. I'm going to live in, in, in my carnal flesh. I'm going to live unrepentant. And I'm just going to use these little laws and use these rules to just begin to use God like he's my little golden goose or my lottery ticket and get all these things that I want. No, he's saying first, you purify yourselves and repent, and then what happens? You, be, you get saved, and then once you get saved, you qualify for it. You can ask, and you will receive according to what you ask for. So listen to what Dake says about this. This passage should never be taken by the Christian as an excuse for unanswered prayer. By doing so, right? So if, here's what he's saying. If you take this passage and say, well, you know what? I didn't get it because I guess it wasn't God's will for me, right? You ever hear people say that? This isn't happening because I guess it's just not God's will. He says that if you use that as an excuse for unanswered prayer by doing so, you automatically class yourself as lustful, murderous, covetousness, adulterous, worldly, proud, sinful, and blasphemous, According to James chapter 4, is it any wonder that God does not answer the prayers of such people? Would you say no? No man can ask amiss if he is in Christ and asks according to the promises. Hallelujah. Say ask according to the promises. Look what he says here. The Christian's prayers are not answered the reason Christians' prayers are not answered is unbelief. Say unbelief. The only reason, Jesus clearly said as we went through John 14, John 15, John 16, ask using my name and you will receive. You can say, and if you believe what you say and don't doubt, you'll have what you say, but you cannot doubt in your heart. Can I tell you the truth? The only reason for unanswered faith and unanswered prayer in the Bible is unbelief. Say unbelief. Why don't I receive all this awesome stuff? I'm a believer. Why isn't it working for me? Ultimately, it's because of unbelief. A lot of people cannot take God at his word. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Say unbelief. Now look at this, 1 John 5. I have a few more minutes with you. 14 through 15. So here's the three things that you must do to qualify for answered prayer. Number one, ask according to his name. And number two, ask according to his will. Look at this verse here. We'll dive deeper into this thought that his word is his will. 1 John 5, 14 through 15. Now this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything, say anything. So again, you can ask for anything. And if you believe that you receive it, you'll have it. But he actually narrows it down. You can ask for anything according to his will. If you ask for anything according to his will, he hears us. And we know that if he hears us, whatever we ask, we know, and I'm sorry, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. I want you to look at that. Put that up in the NLT. Can you do that quickly? Oh, you put it in the NLT. Let me read it. I read it out of the King James. I'm sorry, New King James. 1 John 5, 14 through 15, and now we're confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. So I wanted to show you in the New King James because it says when we ask, it says according to his will. Say his will. If we ask according to his will, he hears us. And we know that if he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. And go on to the next one, verse 15. We know that he hears us. Whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked. Did you put it in the NLT? Leave it in the NLT, verse 15. Sorry. (laughs) Since we know he hears us when we make our requests, we also know that he will give us, what did he say? What we ask for. I want you to say this. God's word is God's will. Finnis takes note on this verse here is this means according to his word. So he says, if you ask anything according to my will, this means according to his word. In John 15, Jesus said, abide in me, and if my word, say my word, abides in you, you can ask me for anything, and it shall be given to you. So what God is saying is if you can ask in... For anything, as long as it's within the confines of this word. Hallelujah. So he says this means according to his word. God cannot deny his word or himself. We should consider the answer as sure as if we already had them. That means that if it's in his word and we're asking according to the word of God, we can be certain that we have it. Amen. We can be certain that it will come to pass. If you can find it in the word, you can claim it by faith. Amen. If you can find it in the word, you can claim it by faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that this word works. Thank you, Jesus, that this word works. Come on, I want you to just lift your hands and just begin to thank God. Thank you, Lord, that this word works. Thank you, Lord, that this word is true.
Thank you, word, Lord, that this word is true. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God's word is God's will. Grab a hold of God's word and begin to put it to work and see it come to pass in your life in Jesus' name. The Bible says it's for a lack of knowledge people perish. (laughs) Get into the word of God and begin to grab a hold of this. I mean, there's so many promises in the word of God. Promises for multiplication, promises for increase, promises for financial provision, promises for healing. If it's God's word, it's, if it's in God's word, it's his will. Hallelujah. Remember, Miss Vonda, when I came and prayed for you, one of the first things that we did before we laid hands on you was go through the word. If you just heard her story, tes- uh, her testimony Sunday, she had an aneurysm, is that correct? Like a blood clot. And the Lord's healing you of it right now as we speak. That paper, did it not say discharge instructions? Yes, it did. Hallelujah. Praise God. Whenever we went to Miss Vonda, I'm just giving you an example of why it's so important. When you pray with people, when you talk to people, the first thing that we did for Miss Vonda, I know I'm just throwing you on blast here, but just as an example, the first thing that we did when we prayed for her was go through the word. Isaiah 53, 5, he was beaten so I could be whole. He was whipped so I could be healed. By his stripes, we were healed. Say, we were healed. In Matthew 8, 17, he took our sicknesses. He removed our diseases. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, healing is God's word. In Deuteronomy 28, he said, I'll make you the head and not the tail, above and never beneath. Say, I'm always to be on top, according to the word of God. It's a covenant that God made with his people. He said, I'll bless everything that you do. I'll bless the work of your hand. He said that that I'll fill your storehouses with grain. That's God's word. If it's his word, it's his will. If it's his will and it's his word, we can ask according to this word. And we have to get out of this religious mindset that God won't do it for me. I can be certain that if I'll begin to pinpoint things in the name of Jesus, it will come to pass during this 21 days. Come on, give the Lord a shout of praise tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whatever you set your faith to, according to the word of God, it will be done in Jesus' name. I want you to say, it will be done. Begin to target. The whole premise that the Lord told me to do is I want you to be loosing your faith and praying expectantly over the next two weeks. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Begin to loose your faith. Begin to loose your faith in the name of Jesus. What are you believing for? Ask using his name. In the name of Jesus, we command those things to come to pass right now. Come on, is there faith in this room? Is anybody believing? 
Now, don't just shout hallelujah. Don't scream at me. Is there faith in this room? What are you targeting with your faith? I'm telling you, target with your faith and begin to believe the word of God. It is impossible for it to not happen in Jesus' name. You've got to get that mentality. What are you believing for? Are you believing for a spouse to come to the Lord? Say this out of, out of your mouth. If I do what he said to do, it will happen. Are you believing for a child to come to the Lord? Say, if I do what he said to do, it will happen. Are you believing for financial breakthrough? Is there anybody in the room that would say, you know what? I'm not living even according to my needs. It seems like I never even can get my needs met. But he said, ask using my name and it will be given to you. You ask according to my will. It's in his will. The Lord blessed Abraham. It says in Genesis chapter 13, and Abraham became very rich. Say very rich. And it says that he, God multiplied his Flocks, his herds, his silver, his gold, his servants. The Bible says the blessing of the Lord makes a man rich. Say rich. Say rich. Is rich mean struggle? Does rich mean poverty? Does rich mean barely pay your bills? No, Proverbs 10.22, the blessing of the Lord makes a man rich and adds no sorrow to it. The blessing came upon Abraham. What did it do for Abraham? It made him rich. It caused him to prosper. The blessing came on Isaac and Jacob that was on their father Abraham. Guess what it caused Isaac to do? It caused him to prosper even in the year of famine, where he sowed, and in the year of famine, he reaped a hundred times what he sowed. The blessing of the Lord came on Jacob and made him a great nation. Hallelujah. The blessing of the Lord makes a man rich. It came on Solomon. It came on David. It came on every person that the blessing of the Lord was upon. It caused them to prosper. Now say this, I have received the blessing of the Lord. If I've received the blessing of the Lord, according to the word of God, it is impossible for me to stay in poverty and in lack so I'm going to speak to this thing that is an attack on the word of God. You know, you need to start treating things like it's an attack on the word of God. And some of y'all just need to get doubt and unbelieving sources out of your mind, out of your ears. Get in faith. Get in faith. Start using your faith. Start expecting. Start believing. The Bible says you're healed. Do you believe that? You are, you're not trying to get healed. You're not going to be healed. By his stripes, you were healed. He took it from us. He paid the price for it. The Bible says healing is the children's bread. You know that there was a woman that was crippled over by an evil spirit for 18 years. That Jesus went to heal her on the Sabbath day. And the Pharisees literally looked at him and said, you can't heal on the Sabbath day. And he said, you, you wicked servants, this woman is a daughter of Abraham. What does that mean? She was a daughter of the covenant promise of God. What Jesus was saying is it doesn't matter if it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You, you ever notice that? How did Jesus 
operate the way that he did. He never had to address the father. Why is it that he could look at a a blind man and say, open your eyes? Why is it that he could look and, and shout to Lazarus and say, come out of the grave? Why is it that you never see Jesus when someone came to him and said, Lord, you know, uh, can you heal me? And he said, hold on a second. And he runs over here. Father, is it your will that I do this? Is it your will that I bless them? Is it your will that I multiply this bread and fish and give them so much food that they have plenty to eat and plenty left over? There's baskets of leftovers. Lord, is it your will that I fill Peter's boats so full of fish that they begin to sink? He didn't have to do that. Because you don't have to ask God when he's already made it clear in his word. How much more clear does he need to make? I am Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord who heals you. I will bless your food and water and take sickness and disease out of your midst. I am El Shaddai, the God of abundant provision. He never had to question. He could just act in faith and possess whatever was needed. It is true for us. The same is true for us. Do you believe that? I am praying that you begin to rise up in faith and begin to possess in these last two weeks. Say this. Say, I will possess the promises of God. Whatever I say in the name of Jesus, I shall have in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now just thank God for it right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Breakthrough and turnaround in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that people in this church will not be people that are just keep me in prayer Christians. That they'll know how to not just stay in prayer, but how to get the breakthrough in the the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. They won't have to just, well, I'm just praying for financial breakthrough. No, they'll get breakthrough in Jesus' name in every area. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm about to let you go. I know it's Wednesday night. Just a few more seconds here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. This word is true. Everything you said will come to pass in the name of Jesus. Nobody's faith will be dismissed in Jesus' name. Can I get, Hannah, did she run out? Yeah, she ran out. Okay, she's about to pop. I give her, I'll give her the pass. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Come on, I want you to draw near to the Lord right now. Just press in for a moment. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Holy Ghost. 
praise you, Jesus. Every yoke of bondage destroyed in Jesus' name. Every yoke of bondage destroyed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Michael, I want to pray for you in a minute. Just a minute, though. Every yoke of bondage destroyed in Jesus' name. Can you set your faith for this? As I told you, anything that you would identify as a problem. Do you really believe that it's going to be resolved? Do you really believe that it will be resolved? Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> you believe? You believe? We're going to pray, and I just want you to believe tonight when we pray, the attack of the enemy on your life is canceled in Jesus' name. It stops right now in the name of Jesus. You believe that? Come here real quick. Stand up. Hallelujah. Slift your hands to the Lord. In the name of Jesus, every attack on this man is canceled. Tonight, in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Just say, I believe it. I receive it. Say, it's done. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Every plan of the enemy canceled in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for breakthrough in these next two weeks. I told you guys that this is a little bit different, but I want to take the next five minutes. And I want you to really press in, and I want you to believe God. If you're believing for breakthrough, don't, don't let, let's just, I want you to press into the Spirit. If you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you can begin to pray. Set your faith, breakthrough, in the next 11 days. 
In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Rambakara marosha tarara rosha taramara de te rumbamba ramba mata. Rimbo rumbarara de de canamaroka harade de arabaradada. Rimbo rokanda na mancha taramarama de de carombo rombarade de de. Rimbamba ramba barash tanda rope rombidiki aramamata. Rimbo romba barakata tata roka shatana de de. Shindo rambamba, shindo rambamboramba, shinda ramba barande, kandamboromboromba harishi tarandaram. Handade. Raise your hand right now if you're believing God for a family member, specifically one of your targeted things in prayer and fasting is, a, is breakthrough in a family member for their salvation for the Lord to get a hold of them, but even more than for them to be saved, you're believing God for them to get on fire. Some of you, that's what you're believing for. I want them, I don't just want them saved. I want them filled with the fire of the Holy Ghost. I want them on fire and serving the Lord. Your faith will not be dismissed. We're going to pray right now, and we're going to do exactly what we said, and I want you to join your faith with me. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray. I want you to get unashamed. The Bible says that the kingdom advances by force and the violent take the kingdom by force. If it's a family member, I want you to target them right now. In the name of Jesus, we speak to that demonic veil that covers their eyes, and we command it to move right now in Jesus' name. Lift. We break you and we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We break you, we bind you. We command you to lift. The thing that covers their eyes from seeing the gospel, from being saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, we remove that veil right now in Jesus' name. And we declare that the enemy cannot have our family. He cannot have our husband, our wife, our children. He cannot dominate in our household. We command it to break tonight in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus, for every husband that the wife is believing for, I command right now, I thank you, Father. We just see it and we claim it by the word of God. They will be on fire. They will be on fire serving their households. They will be on fire leading their wives and leading their children in the things of God. That they will not be the one that's resistant and, and, and hanging back, but they will rise up in the fire, the authority of God, and begin to they'll love the Lord with all their heart. We thank you, Lord, for a personal revival happening in our own homes, in our own families, in the name of Jesus. Come on, if you believe that, you need to get excited. Get your voice engaged. Say amen if you believe that. Amen if you believe that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We believe it and we receive it right now in the name of Jesus. Take just another second and pray in the Holy Ghost for another moment.
Ramba barare de shiko ro karanda de shete roko. Hanara barashi da romoro shiti karama maradate. Rindaranara shataroko ro karara barambo roma marashatandara. Rimbi karamba roka chate keke roboroka shatandara ba. Thank you, Lord. Rimba baba romba ramarade de shidoro boromba rande de karanda rande de karamba boro. Rimba baba marakarakada de de shatando ropo. Shindaramba baranade de. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shindoromba rande de hidaro karamamarade de. Lord, I thank you for this church, and I'm just going to speak this and bless the people tonight. I thank you, Lord, that during this time, that there is a whole nother level of Christian that's rising up in this house. There's a whole nother level of Christian. It takes a different type of Christian to commit to prayer and fasting. It takes a Christian that's desperate. It takes a Christian that's serious about the call of God on their life where they say, I'm not playing games anymore. I'm not just doing the religious hokey pokey. I'm not just doing the the playing games with God and straddling the fence. Man, I've got to give everything to Jesus. I'll give anything to be used by him. I'll give anything. I've got to lay myself down to possess the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I thank you, Lord, that those types of Christians are rising up in this church that will be used by you during this last hour. Lord, that we won't just see revival happen in other places. That no, Lord, it'll happen in our own land in the name of Jesus Christ. That you're raising up men and women who will occupy until you come back again. That will dominate in life. That will get filled with the fire of the Holy Ghost and begin to take back every piece of ground that the enemy thought that he could steal from them. I just declare it right now, Lord, that what you're going to do in their lives, you're going to do through them in Jesus' name. That your blessing is coming on their life. And just like the house of Obed-Edom, that their house will begin to flourish because of the anointing that's on them. That the yoke of bondage would be broken in their children and in their households because the anointing breaks the yoke of bondage and that your spirit is so heavy upon their lives. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for on-fire believers in this church that are hungry, that are thirsty. And if they're hungry and thirsty, they shall be filled in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 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 I thank you, Lord, everybody that's pressing in, that they're going to a next level. I decree it. Their life will not look the same this year in Jesus' name. That they will see a dramatic, totally transformation, a breakthrough in their life. From 2020 to 2021 to 2022, 2023 will be the year that they will be able to look with a bold look in their eye and say that there is a reward for those that diligently seek after God. We've tasted it, Lord. We've seen. I've seen the blessing of the Lord. I've seen the goodness of God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, just give the Lord a shout of praise.
Lord, bless them for being hearers of the word in Jesus' name. If you would like to sow a seed or partner with this work that the Lord is doing, check out the description of this podcast or go to www.rhctx.com forward slash give. You can find all the ways to give on that page. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. Until next time, this is John Wallace.